0: What is up, my dear? Welcome back to another episode of The Kind Mind Project. I, of course, am so damn thankful that you're here today. And if I have not had the pleasure of meeting you just yet, my name is Emily. Thank you for being here. I am jumping right in today because... I feel like most of the conversations that you and I have together come from some kind of experience that I've had recently that is like, oh crap, I need to talk to her about that. <laughs> and it feels like you and I just sit down together on a Monday and we hash out all things growth. And today is no different, no different. So I had an experience recently that I wanted to run by you because that's, that's what we do here. Um, and we're going to jump right into it. So here it is. I have been making this podcast, this little project of ours, for almost three years, and that feels absolutely wild to say, wild to say. In May of 2020, May 4th, 2020, we launched our first episode of the Kind Mind Project, and three years later, we are still meeting every Monday to have these conversations, and oddly enough, still, I am having experiences where I wince a little bit when I hear people in my day to day life that tell me they listen to the podcast. I had this happen just a couple days ago, and a coworker of mine um, was like, "Emily, I had no idea that you had a podcast. That's so cool! Like, I was, I was listening to it. That's awesome." And my first reaction my very first reaction was that I shivered (laughs) I shivered and I was embarrassed and it was like this oh my gosh I feel naked kind of feeling and I had a moment where I was like oh my god Emily you've been doing this for almost three years why are you still shying away from it why are you still almost embarrassed That people are listening to this thing because you love this thing. If you're being honest with yourself, you love this thing and you're proud of it and you stand by it. So why when someone is saying, hey, you do this thing, that's so cool. I, I didn't know that you do this. Why is that your first reaction? And to be honest with you, that evening, I sat with that for a little while I sat with that and I was like, okay, what's that about? Because I don't want that to be my first reaction. I don't want that to be the initial taste in my mouth when someone brings up this project that I'm proud of. So I wrestled with it and, and I did some of that good old fashioned me time and, and sat down with why the hell this is my reaction And my conclusion, at least right now anyway, uh, who knows, this could change, but at least right now, I feel like from day one of starting this project and still today, I put a lot of pressure on what other people are going to think about what I have to say. I put a lot of pressure on if they're going to like it or not oh my gosh, are they going to like it? Are they going to look at me differently? Are, gonna, are, are they going to think differently? And immediately when that comes out of my mouth, I'm like, Emily, isn't that the point? Isn't that the point? That you have this conversation with them and after listening, they think something differently? Instead of saying, oh my gosh, are they going to like it or not? Maybe asking myself, oh, is it my responsibility to change them? No. Is it my responsibility to make them like me or like this? No. And the conclusion that I really came to was like, I have been overly responsible for other people's reactions to what I love to do. And that is not to the fault of anyone else. That is not because I have been given reason to. That is not because I have had comments n- none of that <laughs> is the thing but I have been overly responsible for those responses and those reactions and even with when I connect with you on Instagram and we have a conversation about an episode I'm like oh my goodness I hope they liked it Rather than my initial reaction, I get here eventually, but my initial reaction, rather than it being something like, oh my gosh, I hope it helped them. Oh my gosh, I hope it changed them. Oh my gosh, I hope that they walked away thinking something a little bit differently. My reaction still, almost three years later, is, oh, I hope they liked it. And... (laughs) after that little WrestleMania moment I had with myself uh, on that specific situation, I was like, holy shit, how, how often am I being overly responsible for other things? And I immediately thought of you. I immediately thought of you. Because although I question. Whether the woman on the other side of this podcast is going to like me or like what I have to say. I also can confidently say that I know you pretty damn well by now. And I know that you and I share a lot of the same tendencies. Otherwise, you wouldn't be coming back here every week to sit down and chat with me again. So I made a bit of a list that you and I might be overly responsible. Some signs that we may be overly responsible. And the first one that I immediately put on this list is, is one that I feel like a lot of people in my life would call out immediately. And that is the idea of being extremely independent. And initially, when I say that, hopefully you're like, damn right, I'm independent. And I love that. I do. But what I mean by that is not allowing other people to help you. Not giving other people the privilege of being a part of something. I can count on way too many fingers the amount of times I have said no to someone else's help because I was overly responsible for the outcome and to be honest with you friend that's my pride getting in the way isn't it that's our pride getting in the way and saying no I have to do this myself now does it mean that you're not capable of doing it yourself no you know that's not what I'm trying to tell you, but what I am trying to tell you is that when you're finding yourself in that space of, no, this has to be all me from start to finish, yes, I was offered help, and no, I can't accept it, That that is not going to serve you. You are sitting in an overly responsible space there. So that was the first one. That I found for myself and you can probably find instances, my strong, ambitious woman over there, that you've done the same. The second one, of course, you struggle with receiving or asking for help. Not just in the work environment, but maybe in your relationship. Maybe in your family setting. Maybe you're overly responsible for keeping the peace at family functions rather than giving your actual opinion. I'll tell you what, the beginning of marriage and leading up to marrying my future husband, it's a tricky time, right? It's a tricky time where we are making a lot of decisions and paving a lot of the foundation for what our life is going to look like. And we've had a lot of those really deep conversations of, hey, Em, I noticed this behavior in you. And sometimes does that conversation not always happen peacefully? Sure. (laughs) We're human, right? But I've had a lot of those experiences recently of like, hey, I, I noticed this behavior in you. It's like you're overly responsible for keeping the peace in a family decision. Rather than giving your actual opinion and I watch it affect you later. I watch you be upset about the outcome later because you were so focused on being overly responsible for the peace of the entire group rather than giving your actual opinion. That was a hugely eye opening for me because it's true. It's absolutely true. And maybe you notice those same behaviors in yourself. This next one, owning other people's feelings and behaviors as your own. Wow. (laughs) That one needs no explanation, right? How many times have you taken on someone else's reaction, someone else's feelings or, or opinions about a situation as your own? Maybe it's in the work that you do. Maybe if you work in a healthcare setting like I do, you look at the outcome of the situation as your responsibility alone. Just you. If the goal that you had went well, great. If the goal that you had didn't go perfectly, it's all you right? Even though you might work on a team or even though you may have a business partner, even th- no, overly responsible you is like other people's feelings and behaviors and outcomes. It's my responsibility to do something about that. You know, that's not serving you. And I know that's not serving me. This next one is going to smack you hard and I'm sorry, but it smacked me hard too. Deprioritizing your needs, your expectations, and your feelings to keep other people comfortable. I, (laughs) friend, this is another tough conversation that I've had with loved ones recently. When you are planning a wedding, the answer of whatever you all want to do is not sufficient. (laughs) It's not sufficient and that's the overly responsible muscle in me flexing way too much wanting to keep every member of the family happy while sabotaging myself. Sabotaging myself for the sake of other people's needs or expectations or feelings when that might not even be relevant. It may not even be an issue but I sabotage myself in the moment I'm like, oh, no, they probably care about this. I got, I got to pretend like I don't care. Got to keep the peace. Right? I put so much responsibility on myself to do that. And if you're identifying with this episode so far, I want you to take a pause for a second and ask yourself, who gave you that responsibility? Where did that come from? maybe you are like myself and you're the oldest child in the family i didn't have the experience of having an older sibling to learn from and look to right or for someone to experience it first and that's not a bad thing it's not a bad thing at all in fact i love having three younger brothers i do But I look at that experience from a very young age and I'm like, oh, did I take on that responsibility that early? Maybe. I also think there are moments where we decide it for ourselves. Where we look at certain scenarios and we're like, well, no one else is going to be responsible for keeping it peaceful or no one else is going to be responsible for my own self and my own outcome so I have to be extremely independent to make sure I get the outcome that I want because I believe that no one else is going to step up to the plate or I believe that asking for help or accepting help is a sign of weakness right what is it that got you to this overly responsible place how'd you get there Because I know your how and mine are going to be very different. No two hows of the over-responsible human are going to be the same. They're just not. But that's important information for you to have. How did we get to where we are now? When did you decide that you were responsible for all of that? And you're probably not going to be able to point out a specific moment or a specific event. But we can look at a collection of things that might have brought us to where we are now. Consider that. Another sign that you might be overly responsible. This probably comes as no surprise if you know me well enough by now. But you play therapist with your family and your friends. You're the advice giver. You're the peacekeeper, you are the calm, cool, collected space for other people to be human. And it's your responsibility to be that, but you don't give yourself the same space to be human. You don't give yourself the same space to be dysregulated like humans are. You take it on as your responsibility to play therapist with the people that you love. And although the intentions there are beautiful because you want the best for them, you want them to be okay, you want them to not be hurting, you want whatever the want is, I'm sure that intention is fantastic. However, it's not your job. It's not your job. Even if it is your day job, hint, hint, me over here, even if it is your day job, you're still a human being. You're still allowed to be the one that doesn't have her shit all together. You're still allowed to be the one that gets angry sometimes or makes mistakes You are not responsible for keeping all your shit together so the other humans can be human. You're allowed to human too. And the last one that I'll touch on. You feel resentful that people feel entitled to your generosity. You feel resentful that people assume you are going to be that overly responsible person. You feel this sense of resentment that people look to you to be the responsible, calm, cool, collected one. If there is that sense of resentment there, I imagine that's probably a big old red flag that you are taking on too much responsibility for other people's feelings, other people's peace, other people's choices and not even allowing yourself to be a human being in the process. That's going to create a hell of a lot of resentment. So I told you this kind of, when I had this conversation with myself, which it sounded a lot like this conversation I'm having with you, it felt like a little bit of WrestleMania, Okay. It really did. I, it was uncomfortable. It made me queasy a little bit because I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, how many times are you withholding your own damn opinion just for the sake of other people's because it might be slightly different than theirs or it might make them slightly uncomfortable? Well, how much discomfort are you experiencing? Does that part matter? And it was this really challenging yet eye-opening experience that I was like no I got to talk to her about this I got to talk to her about this because we can't keep doing this anymore if I am going to for three years almost three years on May 4th on a weekly basis come and preach to you about being kinder to your mind I better be practicing what I preach I better be having an interaction like I did at work and hearing someone say, hey, I didn't know that you had a podcast. That's so cool. Can you tell me about it? I was listening to it the other day. I better be addressing that knee jerk reaction, that over responsibility that I put on what they are going to think of it rather than. The mission that I set out to achieve. The mission that I set out to contribute to. And when I look at it that way, I'm like, well, actually, I'm doing her, aka you, a disservice by reacting that way. I am doing you a disservice by having that shiver reaction and not addressing it. I am not responsible for every human being's reaction or opinion of me or differing opinion from my own and neither are you. I say this all the time. You are the most constant thing you will ever have in your life. And how wild is it to think that the woman living in over-responsibility, that woman, the most constant thing in her life, almost all the time, is experiencing discomfort for the sake of all the other things that are not as constant. Does that sound really harsh? Probably. 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 But my goodness, if you and I are going to do this thing that we set out to do. If we are going to keep that promise that we made almost three years ago. To be kinder to our minds each day. This is going to have to be something that we address too. Who the heck are we to say that we can't accept help? Or that we don't deserve help? Who the heck are we to withhold our own opinions and thoughts and feelings for the sake of other people? Who the heck are we to say that a human being is not allowed to be human, even if that human is you? I hope and I pray that today's episode sparked a conversation for you. An inner WrestleMania conversation for you. And I hope it gets uncomfortable in a productive way because the discomfort that we've been experiencing up until now hasn't gotten us anywhere. It's gotten us in a cycle of withholding our humanhood and being overly responsible for the humanhood of other people. Not anymore. Have the difficult conversation with yourself. Accept the help. Allow people to have the reactions that they're going to have because you know what? They're going to happen regardless. Whether you withhold all the, the opinions in the world or whether you say them outright, people are still going to respond. You are the one thing in the world that you are the most responsible for, right? Of course, if you're parenting children, that's a whole other conversation. But you are your most constant. Be responsible for you first. That means honoring her opinions, honoring her true thoughts, her true wants, her true expectations, rather than the ones that she waters down for the comfort of others. I really hope today's episode sparks something for you, my dude. I I love you so, so much. And I hope you believe me when I say that. I hope you feel me when I say that. I love you. You are allowed to be human. So go out there and accept your humanhood. I love you. I'll talk to you soon dude thank you so much for including the kind mind and this freaking weirdo in your growth journey if you connected with today's episode i would love to hear about it so slide on over into my instagram dms at emily and the kind mind and let a girl know okay but until then i will talk to you very soon i love you so much and you stay kind to that freaking mind